my dog. Brother, hello. What's going on, man? It's just I'm happy to see you again, dude. Happy to be I'm, here. I'm happy to see you too. It's uh it's 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 strange because you were in the room that I'm in right now like 3 days ago. I know, dude. It was awesome. I, f- I feel more eternally connected to you than possible. It was awesome. For everybody who's listening right now, we've got a sick fucking guest who's about to come in, but first I got to tell you, a few days ago, me and Zach Vellante of Death Comes Lifting met in person for the very first time. Very true. And what did we do together for the very first time? First things first, it was very important to tell people that we gave each other an epic hug like it was the scene from Bad Boys 2 when they were like, oh, dude, each other after like from opposite ends of the block and just came together like a that's probably that is probably the biggest like non-immediate family hug I've given anybody since COVID. That's what I'm talking about. I felt it. It meant well. But beyond that, we saw Napalm motherfucking death. Napalm death. Together at the legendary 930 Club. They were awesome, man. Yes, we learned uh, that aging like a fine wine is bullshit. What you want to do in life is age like Barney Greenway. Yeah. Because that motherfucker is a god in flesh. (laughs) Absolutely insane. Speaking of flesh. Yes, good. Nice. How about that? How about that fucking that? Stole my thunder. That was a solid fucking. I know you usually do this fucking sick segue, but I had to, dude. I had to. Speaking of flesh. We are going to be jamming today on this episode with a gentleman who used to be in a band called Flesh Ties. He used to be in a band called Incantation. Now. He's connected to audio. He's connected to audio. His name is. He's going to join us. Now he's going to join us. And and I'm going to get you with your Italian heritage to say it. Oh, Lombardozzi. Lombardozzi? Sonny Lombardozzi. He can't hear us. He's connecting still. I While he's connecting, man, I think that you uh, you got to put some stank on it, man. I know. He's old. He, we, oh, we can see him, and he's pointing can... to his ear. How's your week, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> it's been going good, man. I, uh, I, I'm fucking binging on uh on vegan sweets today i finished my my 21 day uh fucking extensive extreme program uh with my last did my last run this morning and then when i checked the mail when i got back to the building after going for my run my buddy kyle shout out kyle uh sent me a big fucking batch of vegan christmas cookies and uh been housing them down Dude, it's been it's been a fucking massacre. Like, there's not going to be much. Le- I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be gone by tonight. We're talking about like a five pound package of cookies. I don't fucking play. I know you don't, especially with the oh, with the gym. You have such close access to you can just go be Batman, shred it all. Yeah, off, man. And run the streets. It's pretty beat. tight. Let's do it. I know, man. That's pretty badass. It is definitely the most convenient workout situation that I have ever had. Yeah, it makes a huge difference, brother. Probably. It does, dude. Not not having to get into the car and fucking, you know, change at the gym and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, it, it's okay yeah, to man. do that stuff if you're in a position to, but like if you if you, if you, if can you get to a place. It. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it takes up a lot of your day, you don't realize, you know? Yeah, it really does. And that's well, what, like I, you know, I've been spending all semester fucking business up top. Oh, here we go. Speaking of business up top. Speaking of business up top. Sonny Lombardozzi in the house. Can you hear me now? Yeah, Sonny we can, Lombardozzi. baby. He's Jesus. in. We got him. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, man. Look That's at okay. this. Excellent, man. We're happy you're here. It doesn't matter, man. We're happy you're here. Oh, my God. All week long, I've been doing Zoom because I'm, I'm so new to this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, and. You know, I bought this like special little stand for my iPod and, you know, a little interview area just to make it look okay. You know what I mean? So <laughs> nobody's seeing like socks hanging on the couch or something. If it, if it makes you, if it makes you feel any better, man, I've, I've been having to use zoom like for work for the last, like almost two years. And I still routinely fuck this thing up. So like, it's oh, not, okay. Okay. It's I not, it's bad. not, no, it's not just you, man. It's, it's okay. Uh, okay. So you could just hear me then you can't see me is what you're saying. 
This yes, that is that is correct. But you, if you wanted, I think that you can active activate your your camera on your phone. But all that ma- ultimately, the only thing that matters is that we can is that we can hear you. We love smiling faces, but when we post the audio, that's that's what people end up hearing. So okay, okay, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to touch any more settings just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to make it mad. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make it mad, you know. And I'm like, oh my god. And then I'm like, wait, where's my glasses? Maybe I'm hitting the wrong buttons and I don't realize it, you know. <laughs> Dude, these are these are these are common technology problems in this dire age in which we live. Yeah, that's why I was joking with one guy and or the studio guy when we were sending tracks. He goes, Yeah, just make a folder and send the tracks up. I go, dude, I still record on tape. <laughs> you know what i mean what do you mean make a folder and send it to a box you know what i mean i'm like oh my god so it's you know it's flow the, is just laughing so hard you know it's the way of the future flow i assume you're talking about a flow yeah. that we know yes yeah, we should yeah. probably so we we've kind of we've come into this thing kind of sideways we we um we did a little inner inner uh introduction on the last one before we before we had yeah. to close that one out and open this one so okay. we're gonna let's let's uh we should probably let everybody know who the fuck we're talking to right now. We probably should, man. Probably yeah. a good idea. And and now <laughs> now we've got it down. So Zach's Zach, as we know, and as I love to lament, and as uh as we talked about with multiple different guests on on the podcast, Zach is of Italian descent. Yes, I and am. so he's gonna introduce the gentleman who we are talking to today and he's gonna put some fucking stank on it so let's oh. let's hear that let's hear that fucking accent ladies and gentlemen we have death metal legend in the house sonny lombardozzi sonny lombardozzi what i do scale from one to you ten. did great man that felt fucking i was i felt like it was fucking 2005 all over again i'm sitting down to oh, watch yeah. the sopranos i got my big fucking plate of sketty in front of me that's that's yeah. the sounded, shit right there. just like uh the old timers when they walk past the uh, my house and say hey the grass mow the grass <laughs> <laughs> there it is man so obviously obviously you've been talking to zach zach's the one who quarterbacked this whole thing to get you on here which is awesome my name is Schuler. um we are both big fans of your guitar work we are both big fans of what you've done in the past we are both super duper stoked to talk about what you're doing right now and what's coming up in the future uh before we get to it man how are you what's going on yeah i'm just uh i'm doing great you know i've just been uh Man, rec- recording almost seven days a week, you know. Holy shit. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I took a day off yesterday, <clears throat> uh, just cause I was getting a little burned out. And, uh, yeah. you know, I sent Flo some, some tracks, you know, and I was like, dude, you know, I was like, I don't even know if I'm on with the Metrodome or not anymore because I'll record here in my studio and then set it up to Canada. Yeah. So he can record and then he needs his, his click tracks and stuff just to make sure, you know, everything's tight. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Canada's. Canada's yeah. different. They're on metric time up there. It's uh, it's a totally yeah. Different and I'm just like I don't know what's going on. You know, blah blah. <laughs> and he goes, let me listen to it. And he goes, dude, you sound tired. You know what I mean? I could hear. Oh it shit! Yeah. Well, like, goes, you know that's that's natural. The fucking yeah. death metal. So death metal he, is uh, extreme music. Yeah, he's just like he goes. It just sounds you don't sound like that spank behind the guitar. You know and. uh yeah. It's like, all right, so I re-recorded it and sent it and and then he's like, Oh, there we go. <laughs> there it is. Sweet man. I was just, man. I was just uh, pushing the boundaries of metal a little too hard. Yes. <laughs> and that and that will that'll take the wind out of a motherfucker if you are yeah. pushing the boundaries of metal a little bit too hard. Oh yeah, I'd be in here. I'd just be like, you know, sometimes I'd just be like, Oh my god, man, I'm just it just all sounds like a wall of mud anymore. You know, your ears just yeah. get so numb from recording you know and anybody knows that long of recording it's just uh you don't you can't hear shit you know what i mean yeah. and then you walk away from the studio just to take a break and then all of a sudden oh, i really need to get in there and fix that little part <laughs> oh know? yeah 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 sometimes you that's know, so. uh, that's the key man you got to get up and walk around and then come back to it and see if anything yeah yeah about and you. it's just uh it, it was uh it's been tough because we're we're right in the middle of doing the uh the follow-up already Holy shit. Movie. So we're uh yeah, all the songs are written for the full length, and then well, the EP, EP let's, comes let's, out in January. 
let's so. backtrack just a little bit. So you're working your yeah. ass off recording. Obviously, you've you've got some stuff in the can already because we're going to hear it in January. Tell us what the project's called. Uh, tell us who all is involved. Sort of tell us the the, the background here. Give us the yeah. give us the elevator. Yeah, it's the not new- the elevator pitch. Talk as long as you want to. Yeah, yeah, the new lineup. Um, it's it's under a rise for worms. You know, um, I just kind of came up with that title. I'll tell you that story in a little bit. But uh, how it basically started is I was going to do a solo record um, from the incantation stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was still in the band and, you know, just kept getting put off, put off because we did so much touring and recording and, sure. and, and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I got fired from the band after the Morbid Angel tour, you know, I met Tucker um, on tour obviously and we just hit it off and i just say hey, you know i might have this little project going you know you interested in just playing maybe a, a vocal track yeah sure you know and we stayed in context started talking and and uh started getting the material together and then um <clears throat> uh originally charlie the fill-in drummer for in can was going to do it but then he ended up blowing us off for like three four months mm-hmm. you know and tucker was like dude where, where's the show hear me on your end now right Yes, I can hear you on my end, and now we are recording again. So let's wait and see if Zach uh, rejoins, and in the meantime, we'll 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 shoot the shit a little bit because we are recording right now. By God, God damn it! One way or another, this podcast is happening today. We've been waiting. Yeah, too long. <laughs> I know it's weird, ain't it? It is, yeah. man. Sometimes, sometimes we feel like the powers that be just can't handle the power of this thing, and they want to shut us down. But we're not going to fucking let them today, man. Yeah. Um, so. So, um, you, did you meet Steve Tucker, uh, when you were doing the incantation tour or did you guys go back further than that or what? Uh, yeah, that's when we, uh, um, officially kind of hung out and shot the shit. You know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, how it really started was, uh, you know, we were on tour with Morbid Angel Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, Morbid Angel, uh, said, uh, Hey, uh, the guys want to talk to you on the bus. And I said, Oh no. You know what I mean? Because I'm kind of of like a laughing person. I joke a lot and everything. I was like, shit, did I say something? Now they're pissed and we're going to get thrown off the tour, all this shit. So I'm all nervous. So I go on the tour bus and, you know, they're all sitting there and it was their guitar techs. And the guitar techs were like, hey, man, um, do you mind if we check out your amp settings on on your amps? We just wanted to ask you first before going over there and and checking, checking the settings out. I said, oh, no, sure, yeah, go ahead. You know, that's cool, you know? And he goes, yeah, you just got phenomenal tone, man. We just want to check it out. We just we just don't want to go over there and start taking pictures of your settings or, or you know. And then you yeah. say what these guys are doing. I was like, no, that's cool, that's cool. And so that, and then Tucker was sitting there. So that's how it officially, I, we just started bullshitting right there and then talking about the, you know. I mean, I that's that's pretty tight when fucking Morbid Angels guitar tech, when Morbid Angels people are like, hey, how do we get our shit to sound like yours? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, the guitar tech, he goes, you know, I'd walk off stage, he goes, dude, your tone is just, it's just cutting through the mix and it's warm and it's clean and it's clear. He goes, what are you using? And they would see and I would just have maybe um, a noise gate pedal and, uh, you know, and... Uh, what else did I have? A tuner and a, and a Morley Wawa pedal. That's all I had up there. Just like a, just a couple little pedals, no you shit. know, and everybody else is bringing up this wall of wall of crap, you know, <laughs> dude, that's, I mean, I guess sometimes simplicity is the way to go. I mean, if you, yeah. You know. And uh, it's funny. Cause I was just watching a Steve Ide video last night and he goes, you know, he goes, people get the wall of gear, the best of best of gear, but the tone is actually, and the sound is actually in your fingers. You know, and that's true because that's when some... somebody plays on my rig, they're like, did you change the settings? And I go, no, it's the same settings. That's you some know? fucking, that's some Zen shit right there. So yeah, isn't that crazy. It was crazy, you know. So crazy. Steve Vai, obviously a massive inspiration for just about everybody who's ever picked up a guitar. Tell us, tell us a little bit about sort of your history with getting into this kind of music. Like where, where did you begin as a fan with heavier music? Um, and when did you start playing guitar? Um, well, we'll start with the uh, playing guitar. I'd say 10. I wanted guitar lessons for my birthday. So my nice. mom got yeah, guitar lessons for my birthday. I never missed a lesson in five years before I went to music school. I was just hooked, man. Holy shit. Then, uh, but I didn't really start cracking to her. 
uh, where I was just like, you know, getting my shit together until that movie Crossroads came out with uh, Steve I and it was Ralph Macho, the karate kid was in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. So when I when I seen that movie and the big guitar battle thing at the end, I was like, whoa, this is it, man. You know, so then I end up signing up for classical guitar school. I signed up for jazz. I mean, any information that I could get, you know, damn uh, I, I was just a fanatic on it, you know, and then uh, I'd say right around 15, 16. I think is when uh, I started getting into more aggressive music Mm -hmm. Um, because people were in a lot of cover bands here where I'm at, but then, you know, the band I was in, we were covering black magic by Slayer. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So I was covering that when that album first came out, you know? Yeah. And uh, people were like, what's this stuff, man? You know? know? And then obviously the whole Tampa scene just started exploding. So that just started filling in, you know, like obituary and, yeah. And more of it in DSI. So that's how I kind of got into that. And then I just kind of progressed forward from, from there with, with the heavier music. But I think what it is, is I started taking all this music school stuff and jazz and all that stuff and applying it to uh, this extreme music. And uh, it's funny because that the latest Incan album, all the scales and, and solos on that whole album are nothing but jazz. You know, because I had how many yeah, people yeah. It has he, a very um, out go ahead, sound. Sorry. Yeah, he, a lot of guys are going. It has a really out sound. What do you, what scales are you using? I'm like, I said it's all jazz stuff. You know, I says, oh, I flat the uh, uh, the sixth note of every scale. The you know these kids, they're like really, and I go, yeah, it gives you that nice out sound. You know, and it's just uh, funny because we'd be sitting there talking about music theory at a death metal show, talking about a flat six and a major seventh. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is fucking way above my head we actually so we had we had john from incantation on god what has it been zach a year ago almost yeah january we had him on back in we had him on back in january and talked about the most recent incantation album sect of vile divinities which you were on um and one of the things that really that really struck me about that record was just how sort of how clean and focused everything sounded um and so sort of yeah there's a there's a big story behind that, but go ahead. I'll, I'll fill you in. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, one of the, you know, Incantation is a, a band that has this history of, you know, really dense, uh, cavernous sound. Um, a lot of, especially, you know, the early stuff is just so frantic. Uh, and then, like, you know, alternating between the really quick stuff and then, like, that super slow, doomy shit. But I felt like Sect of Vile Divinities just really felt like a bunch of songs that came together, like, as songs like you can listen to them and they stand out on their own um as opposed to or you can listen to them in the context of the record um and get sort of a different vibe to them but that i felt was a little bit different from what we usually expect from incantation but i would i would love to hear more about your story behind it yeah um here's 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 the big truth on on that whole is uh they did write write most of the tunes you know what i mean i mean uh but the thing was is Almost probably 70 or 80% of that album, if they admit it or not, is my guitar playing only. Oh, wow. All the harmonies, the leads, the rhythms, anything that's fast or anything like that that's on that album, that's all my guitar playing, you know? And um, there's like a song, Black Black Phantom's Fire, I think it's called. Um, yeah. That original version of that sounded nothing like that. I totally rewrote that, put it in key into a double harmonic minor key i was like we were doing music theory you know we were doing a double flat seven here and moving it around you know so i added the music theory and the jazz thing to that album which they probably don't even know you know what i mean um but uh even the opening track um you know the way that's picked the, the beginning of it um i did a finger plucking thing like that that uh old richie blackmore did from deep purple no you shit. Know, I didn't even use a guitar pick in the beginning of that song. You know, it was all finger picked and it's, it, you can't even tell, you know what I mean? But it does yeah. give it a little different uh, spice to it. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, most of that I went in and I would go into the studio eight o'clock in the morning and I wouldn't leave till eight o'clock at night. On You're that fucking uh, workhorse, man. On it that record. Yeah. I worked my ass off on that record. Oh. And, what, and what really pisses me off about it is, you know, they did a recent interview in Decibel magazine. 
And the whole interview was basically me wrote this and me wrote that crap. And I was like, you didn't even give me credit for what I rewrote or added to, to the songs. They just said, Oh, he added a little extra part here at the end of that song. Oh, that's not true. You know what I mean? There's wow. a lot of stuff in there. You know what I mean? It's just like, it was, and my thing on it was, it was a band effort that made that album sound that way. You know, it just wasn't sure. me this and me that because that album wouldn't have sounded like that if it wasn't for four guys and the yeah. vibe. Because even Kyle, I went in with Kyle in the studio and I was his scratch track. <laughs> so imagine yeah. me, me cutting drums with him, playing with him all day long. And I was like, I can't play anymore. My arm's about to fall off, you know? Oh, one more take, one more take, you know? So, well, uh, I mean, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, man, it, 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 it sucks for, for anybody to walk away from a process like that, not feeling like a million bucks. But at the end of the day, it, that is a fucking killer record and your name is definitely yeah. attached to it and it'll always be attached to it. Yeah. And so that's something that we're, we're yeah, super yeah, excited definitely. about. Yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're it has right. a unique sound in the whole Incantation discography because of it. Yeah. No other record really sounds like it. So, I mean, you, you made your mark there for sure, brother. Absolutely. And I was, I was lucky enough to see that tour. Uh, in the pit, oh, did you? Uh, yeah, I was it? I was at the Pittsburgh show. Um, oh, killer! Yeah, dude, it was that was one of the best shows I've ever seen, man. And I, I have to say, you, uh, you crushed it, brother. On the, those new songs, sounded great. I wish you had more time to play more new songs, actually. But uh, it was a, uh, it was a hell of a <laughs> show, brother. Yeah. Cool, very cool. Glad you like it. Glad well, like I'm. It. I'm really, I'm really interested in the the music theory and sort of the 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 more educated side of of what you bring to the music that you play like i you know mm-hmm. this i've been listening to death metal for a really long time some of the stuff i listen to is is more complex some of it's less complex but i process all of that through a very non-musical vocabulary you know i'm not mm-hmm. i have no education for this kind of thing whatsoever um and so one of the things that i'm curious about is just like how does this how does that affect the knowing what you know and having been trained the way that you are for as long as you were? And, you know, you said you started playing guitar at 10 years old. How does that affect the way that you write this music? Because like you said, I think it was especially with like the incantation record, right? You said four guys in a vibe. Um, a lot right. of times I think that there is sort of an informality to that and sort of a... Uh, uh, you know, a surprise element to that that maybe isn't there when you just have one person who's doing this kind of creation. But knowing mm-hmm. that you've got the kind of education that you have and the kind of background that you have, like, what is your writing process like? Uh, with Well, within Can, it was really hard to write solos and melodies because they don't write in key. You know, they're just raw death metal. Yeah. So there's stuff all over the place. So that that's that's a massive challenge. A lot. I mean, so much stuff was deleted um, from that album because uh, it was just too much for them. Um, as far as uh, what I was laying down. Um, but uh, with Steve um, and, and Flo here with their rise stuff, I yeah. mean, I could do I could do what I wanted. And, you know, Steve was just like, holy shit, man, this is a crazy ass shit, bro. You know? So where do yeah like and where do you where do you begin like do you start from I want to you know do you do you process this in sort of like a really technical way do you say to yourself I want to incorporate the following key or notes or whatever or do you just like pick up a guitar and start fucking around and see if you catch anything um both actually yeah Please. both sometimes sometimes I'll sit there and uh you know all right and, and I'll know something like you know we were just talking with all those flats and sharps and I'm like and I really like that uh, minor seventh flat five added 11th added ninth uh, arpeggio there. <laughs> how can I, how can I build off of that? You know what I mean? And that's yeah, what yeah. I did. You know, I built off of that and I was like, okay, that's going to give me that really movie mysterious, you know, staring at the water, something coming out of that frigging water and going to kill me or not. You know what I mean? Or, Fuck yeah. you, you know, or something's going to grab me and pull me underneath the water and I can see up, but I can't reach the water, you know? <laughs> the top for air you know so i i kind of think of a movie uh uh thing like that with the theory part of it awesome you, you know you know what i mean uh because a lot of conductors and stuff you know when i played with orchestra people i'd have the you know the the head orchestra guy he's like yeah i need a little more you know mysterious man like like that bear trap's gonna take your head clean off man you're gonna be hanging from the tree, <laughs> you know and i was like okay i got you you know what i mean yeah <laughs> 
you know so uh yeah orchestra people really think like that you wouldn't think they do because they're playing violins and stuff like that up there but you know there's some unique people so i would say that orchestra stuff really came out through my writing process how i wanted things to sound for a rise uh but then sometimes i'll just have a uh something will pop in my head man like three o'clock in the morning and I'll run into the studio and I'll record it before I forget it, you know, or uh, yeah. I'll write it, I'll write it down on paper. Uh, just this last song, um, not the EP that's coming out, but for the full length, I wrote most of it down on paper. Didn't even play the guitar. No, and, like, like music notes on paper. Yes. Mm-hmm. Holy yeah, yeah. shit. This is fucking <laughs> I told Flo, he was getting ready to record. I says, I can't record. I, I still have one more song, one more song. It took me two months to write this song. Two months to write this one song. I mean, I've worked on it so hard, seven days a week, uh, almost eight hours a day in a studio. I finally sent it to him and I says, cool. And, and I says, what do you think? He goes, dude, this sounds like two months worth of hard work because you could just hear it. And, you know, and Fuck I think yeah. it's, it's just so far beyond, but it was just, in my head, man, I just had to get it out. So I finally got it to him in time because you have a, a lot of deadlines, you know, especially with Morbid Angel and Cryptopsy. I have to work around those guys. So I need sure. to get the material as quickly as possible while they have downtime, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so they can work on it, you know. And uh, Steve's like, he's ready to go because he's like, I got downtime. I need to do it now, you know, before Morbid starts getting busy and recording. And I go, oh, I'm working. I'm working. You know? but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we um we we had we also had Steve Tucker on the show um back in the spring and he was talking about this project at that time he didn't he didn't tell us what it was called but he told us he was working with you and he said he seemed really really excited about it at the time so like we are we're excited to to get to a point now where we can actually hear this thing yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We heard. have you guys you guys heard the track right I think I sent it yes. to you guys axes oh, yeah, of the see- voivode. Yes. Yeah. That's the second one. And then uh, there's one and two. And it's it's so funny. Story behind that is we're getting ready to release a single. So, you know, I'm sitting with management and we're talking and um, I was like, oh, I want to release this song here. And management's like, well, we think that one's a little too crazy, bro, for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, to release that's how you know one. Yeah. Well, the one here that we released, uh you know, people think that one's crazy, but that's actually the radio hit. <laughs> right. That's you wild, know. dude. Yeah, yeah, the other one, um, the other one's pretty. The whole, the whole EP is crazy. I mean, uh, it's. Uh, but they felt that one was a little more uh, to pull people in to say, okay, all right, we're gonna check this out. This sounds cool, you know, because it's a, you know, a lot of incantation fans. Uh, you know, wanted to check it out. I stay in contact with so many people. Uh, yeah you know, through there and then morbid fans and cryptopsy fans and stuff like that. And, you know, one guy was like, he's like, dude, this don't sound anything like cryptopsy or morbid angel. And I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's the point. It's <laughs> <a> new, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a new band. you know what I mean? And he goes, I was like, well, what'd you think? And he goes, dude, this is, this is fucking badass. It can't yeah, be guessing the whole time. He goes, he goes, nothing was predictable. Yes. You know? And I was like, Oh, cool. You know? And he was like, and now I got all these little kids sending me a message, man. They want all the the tab for the, uh, you know, the, the arpeggios yeah. and all that right. stuff on there. And then. Uh, Dude, that's awesome. What, yeah. What took me the longest for the Arise stuff, though, was was the bass playing. Um, because I was matching the guitar solos note for note on the bass. That know? sounds incredibly difficult. Uh, yeah. Especially on that given one. Given what I know about bass, which is not much. Yeah. When the. Um, the vocal stop, you know, and you hear that, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm harmonizing all of that on the bass guitar and um, to get the speed up and to get it smooth, man, that, that was a challenge. Yeah. Cause well, I remember I... Tucker, Tucker calling me, he goes, dude, I know the bass was going to be shredding like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that... And he's like, yeah, he's like, who, do, who the fuck are we going to get to play this shit? <laughs> Like, don't worry, I've got it. And then the man steps in and handles it himself. This, yeah. And that is one of the things that I'm curious about. You said that, you know, it, it doesn't sound anything like Morbid Angel. It doesn't sound anything like Cryptopsy. And, you know, obviously Flo was not involved from the super early stages because you were working with somebody else who ended up flaking out on you. But now that you are working on this second EP or, or the full length, I'm sorry, um, mm-hmm. you now that you know 
who you're playing with now that you've got, I mean, obviously Steve's been around since the beginning, but you got Steve Tucker, you got Flo Mounier, you've got these really capable veteran uh, death metal players. Does having them involved sort of sculpt the way that you go about writing these things? Like, do you say to yourself, These, this is something that Flo does in Cryptopsy that I really like, or this is something that Steve did with like Natter Sedek or Mor- Morbid Angel or Warfather that I really like? Like, are you thinking about them when you're writing these things or are you just going? Um, I would say 90% just going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, with it. Uh, I mean, there is some things I'll tell Flo like, hey, this part on this this song that you have is frigging crazy. I want that on this part. Can you do yeah. something similar to that? Oh, okay. I read you. So as far as uh, language communication, that really helps, you know, or Steve, like, Hey, I really like that harmony, blah, blah, you know, but Steve, um, he took a completely different approach, I think with the arise stuff, you know, cause a lot of people are complimenting it that they're like, dude, he kind of changed it up a bit, quite a bit from orbit angel. I mean, you can tell it's him. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. Type stuff, but there's the harmonies in there and all this stuff. And, and I basically, I told Tucker and I told Flo, they go, what do you want for these songs? And I told them, do whatever you want. You know, and I, I didn't erase anything. I didn't change anything. I says, just do what you feel. And that's, if that's what you feel strongly about and you're sending it to me to put on the EP, then it's staying. You Sweet. know what I mean? And, and just because I'm saying, well, that little three second part there, I don't know. Just because I'm saying that doesn't mean that like 500 other people are going, that's the baddest part of the song. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's know? true. That's true. You know, so uh, I just let them do what they want to do. I mean, I'm always on flow to be like more crazy, more, more crazy, you know, and it's yeah. so funny because that last song I told you about that took me a while to write. I made it the middle section so crazy that it's going to force him to go crazy, <laughs> you know? So that's, that's, that's uh, what you got to do though, man. I mean, right? that's, that's, it's wild to me though, that you're like writing shit that challenges these guys. You know what I mean? Because like we said earlier, they're, they're established musicians. They've played with some pretty fucking crazy writers, you know, in, in their own respective bands. And then, you know, you come along with this, this just really fucking bombastic virtuosic record which i all we've heard is the single song but if that's the fucking if that's the radio hit then like i am very i am very excited to hear the rest of the ep and i'm even more excited to hear the full length because that i mean obviously there's going to be some growth between one you know an earlier piece of work and a later piece of work oh yeah yeah of course yeah yeah you're totally right there yeah it's definitely uh growing you know, I kind of got the little bit of going and I'm just like, all right, this is where I'm really going with this, you know, yeah. and, and, and talking with Alex and management, he goes, that's what I want you to do. You know, just, just grow with it, man. Let's just get the feet wet with this single. And, and, uh, but the, re- the, do the response and people just sent, I never had people send me that money messages when I was in in camp. <laughs> no yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, I woke up the one morning, there's like 200. I'm trying, and I'm trying to reply back to everybody. I'm like, man, I'm spending like five hours just replying back to everybody. God damn. <laughs> you know, and it was like, uh, they just really dug it, you know, and yeah. uh, I was scared. I was nervous, to be honest with you, to put the song out um, because I didn't know how people were going to react. I, I didn't know how NCAN fans were going to react. I didn't know how their fans were going to react or just you know, metal bros and sisters, you <laughs> yeah. know, that I call it going to react. I was, I was scared out really, honestly. And wow. then uh, people were like, no, dude, this is so clean sounding and the production is so clean and, and you hear everything and it just sounds really good. And I was just like, Oh, wow. You know? And then when I finally took it and heard it on my friends, he's got a really nice stereo. Mm-hmm. I says, wow this came out so good. It's nice and warm sounding. Yeah. You know, and I think it had a lot to do with this. I use real old school tube amps. Yeah. Everything is analog that I recorded. You know what I mean? And when I sent the bass, the guitar, and I think that's what really added to the, to the sound of it. Cause everybody's like, what plugin are you using? You know, the little plugins that kids use now to plug into their laptop and they got to, yeah wall of gear at their fingertips you know yeah i'm like no dude i plugged right into an amp i didn't use any effects no pedals no nothing i just took the guitar and i stuck it into the front of the amp okay yeah. that's all i did old school <laughs> 
you know and how many like guys are like what amp are you using what amp are you using you know and i'm just like they're the same one i've been using and they're just like there's no way there's no way you know and uh but yeah that's how that recording uh came out as far as production wise you know i just uh and i would play till i heard the tones that i wanted to hear yeah you know um and it's funny i would have 10 different guitar picks sitting in front of me so say we're going into a bridge part i said i don't know that needs a little more like you know crink going into that the only thing i would do i would just switch guitar picks Mm -hmm. and the guitar pick itself would give me a different sound there you know what i mean or uh um, there's that middle section. Oh, this is really funny. I almost pissed myself laughing when this kid uh, sent me this message. He goes, yeah, that middle section, dude, he goes, that arpeggio, it almost sounds like a popsicle stick stuck in my bicycle tire. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, haven't heard, I haven't heard that in 30 years, dude. When I was a kid, we used to stick, you know, like cards yeah, yeah. on our bicycle, you know, go down the road. And I just started laughing so hard. I was like, dude, I haven't heard that in like 30 years. I couldn't even believe he said that, you know? <laughs> right. You so know, like, I, switched, I switched for a heavier pick. This pick was so thick on that part that I just wasn't getting that crack sound. Because if you listen to it, it's real. It just, it's almost like a machine gun there. And that's the sound I was going for, you know, uh, type sound. So it is yeah, interesting it's it, it is interesting that you know you 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 talk about how a lot of um a lot of more you know younger guitar players or guitar players who sort of got really into this playing after you know the technological revolution that let everybody sort of be able to do all this stuff from their bedroom um they ask about plugins and like you said the wall of gear and things like that but you are more of just a plug in and play tube amp kind of guy it does interest me though to 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 see like what other sort of specifics are you interested in? So like knowing that you've got a handful of different size, thickness picks or whatever sitting in front of you when you're playing, um, are there any other things that you do that you feel help get a sound out of a guitar that doesn't come from like what a plugin would do or just from what an amp would do? Like, is there any weird shit that you do? No, uh-uh. you know, and it's, it's um, well, I definitely will play neck through guitars. Why? You know? Um, they just have a thicker, I like holding a piece of tree, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, if anybody, people used to pick up my guitars are like, dude, this, this is like holding a tree trunk, how heavy it is, you know? Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, it's, it's walnut, it's maple, it's ashwood, you know, uh, halo guitars, you know, there's like seven different woods in, in my guitars and the neck through and just all that wood just kind of gives it that more fat sound. Yeah. You know? Uh, type thing compared to a bolt-on neck because most of these guitars today dude if you pull the paint off they're freaking particle board glued together particle board i mean it's really just, uh, that's how they're getting them so light they're just glued together or pine you know you know how light pine is you know it's, yeah it's just yeah and they're building these guitars like that and that's where they're getting that real scratchy chinky sound because there's no wood resonating um uh, so type, what type. uh what do what do you play uh, I have uh, Halo Custom Guitars is what I use. Uh-huh. And then I have a signature guitar coming out called the Artemisia. Oh, shit. And, Tell us uh, about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a neck through design, reverse headstock. It has um, 25 frets on it instead of 24. Mm-hmm. Um, custom chrome black EMGs. They're actually chrome, black chrome. They're really cool. Um, uh, they built a prototype like three years ago, and I wanted to take it on tour. And uh, make sure it held up. I says it has to, you know, withstand tours because, man, those tours beat your guitars up and they're just wasted. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. So they built this one. Um, it's it's mainly in all my pictures. It's 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 real, really unique red. Um, built that. I came back off tour after three years. I go, how's this holding up? I was like, I didn't have to maintenance at once one time. No shit. And, uh, I think we got it when we did extra cutting out of the back of the neck so I can get my hands really up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of guys, are, well, why 25 frets? And I'm just like, well, there's that D Dorian mode that's really high up there. And you can't get that extra F um, uh, grab there because there's only 24 frets. So my pinky's always hanging in the breeze. And I was like, well, let's just put one extra fret on there so I can get that, that uh, Dorian scale right there. Or even there's a blue scale right there that I always want to get. And I go, oh, we need one more fret, you know, 
What are these? Um, what, what, can you explain some of this stuff? Can you explain what a Dorian scale is and, and like how that's different from a blues scale? Like, and it, I, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I think you might be probably the most formally educated musician that we've had on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know anything about any of this shit, but it is immensely fascinating to me. And I know that the people who are listening to this would probably find it really fascinating too. So like, what, what are those things? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, well, like a blues scale, um, it's it's well it's kind of hard to explain without a guitar in my hand but um sure. you're basically taking a a a minor scale and you're adding like a like a flat third to it and that's what kind of gives it a little bit that really swing old school bluesy sound okay you know say like stevie ray vaughn or something like that yeah 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 uh, and the pentatonic scale just has five notes in it you know what i mean so what these guys started doing like stevie ray vaughn or or bb king and stuff like that back in the day they're like well i'll just add this wrong note <laughs> you know <laughs> that's not supposed to be there and all of a sudden everybody's going dude what the hell's that what'd you do you know what i mean and they're like yeah. well we're taking the you know and you just count on your fingers you know what i mean so if i say like a root you're just counting like your root is your thumb and then i say a third you just say we do c d e and you count on your fingers that's uh what three notes and you got three fingers right Mm-hmm. So I say flat the third. So you're just taking that third note and you're moving it down a half step. Okay. And it, you know what I mean? So instead of dun, 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 down, you get dun, 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 down, you know what I mean? Type, yeah. type sound. Do um, you think the guitarists in death metal do this shit without realizing they're doing it? Or is it um, like, or, or like, do you, you know what I mean? Do you, or do you think you're more concerned about bringing this into like death metal songwriting than like the uh, run of the mill? death metal band I'd, I'd say the old school guys i'm not too sure about um because they're going for that that rawness sound yeah you know right. what i mean uh, of type thing it didn't matter if you're in key out of key or whatever back then sure. um but as far as now i mean with some of these tech bands i mean obviously they've been taking lessons or some type of music school for a long time you know i mean like sure. uh uh you know obscura and first fragment uh oh you yeah know, a lot of these kids you know then i mean because i listen to that type of stuff yeah you know these musicians you know and the one thing real quick story about that is i was listening to all these guys phenomenal players i love them all you know these kids i love watching them jam and uh the first thing i thought their singer is singing over this arpeggio but i'm like i really wish the singer would quit singing you know what i mean because <laughs> Yeah. It almost it almost sounds like it's interference noise. You know what I mean? It's it's the riffs are so busy that it took away from the vocals. And when I worked with Steve, I made the vocal parts just riffs. You know what I mean? So his vocals could shine. You know, and then I put the the crazy stuff around it. If you noticed it, you know what I mean? Like he's singing, and there's still a riff there that yeah. you can kind of go, yeah, cool riff, man. You know what I mean? And then once he st- stopped singing, then I put the little diddlies and doodads all in there you know because uh, I, I just didn't want to blast through the whole thing and go you know look at this major seventh arpeggio <laughs> 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 you know? and then uh but even you know it sounds like a lot like a major seventh arpeggio but all i did like i said if you count on your fingers one two three four five six seven all i'm doing is adding the seventh note to that to that chord that, that's that's all i'm doing so you'd be like c d e f g a b so I'd be adding a B note to the chord uh, that's being played in the song. And that changes you know? everything about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that can definitely do it. And especially if you start, uh, say, if I do a flat seven, and then obviously you just move that down a half step. There's your flat seven. You know, so it's a lot of just counting on your fingers and then you can start seeing the notes move. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so- jazz guys, they'll start moving those notes around just to get that out sound. You know, do you? Do you teach guitar playing? Yeah, I taught for 11 years. No shit. Um, Tell, uh, yeah, I, I you, do you still do that? Or? No, I quit doing it when I rejoined NCAN um, back on the uh, Dirges, Dirges album yeah. that I played on. Because um, their Love touring it. was just so busy, I, I couldn't teach anymore. And, and, you know, that was my full-time job was NCAN for eight eight and a half years you know that's all i yeah. did um because it was just so so much going on so i didn't uh didn't do, get a chance to do uh do that 
but uh, <clears throat> yeah, so that, you know, I haven't taught in a long, long time, you know, so, but now that I'm recording with Flo and Steve, I, I don't know if I have time to do it again. And anyways, you know, it's just, uh, these songs are just taking up too much of my time um, to have any free time to do anything else, you know, so. Did you, <clears throat> did you like it teaching? Yes and no. <laughs> oh yeah, you know? tell me about that. I, I'm a yeah. teacher, so I, I I definitely feel you, but I'd I'd love to hear. Um, of, well, you know. I would have I would have 50 students at the time. Holy shit! And four of those students were phenomenal guitar players. The rest of them were basically students that their parents made them do something instead of video games. Oh, you know. <laughs> And I used to have parents stand in the room with the lesson and go, okay, this is what they got to do. And they'd be yelling at their kid, you know, like, okay, you're going to work on this and you ain't going to be sitting on your ass doing video games all day. So a lot of it was like that at the time. Oh, wow. And then the four, the four uh, girls that I had, oh my God. I mean, they, these girls were playing eruption coming in with Van Halen records, all this what? stuff. I'm, wow. These, that rules. You know what I mean? The yeah, kids are yeah. all right. Yeah, these girls are just phenomenal. And I remember their parents asking me, you know, oh, what can we do to, to keep them rocking? You know, we're just so excited. They're jamming and playing. And I says, well, don't let them get boyfriends. <laughs> you know? And then next thing you know, I, I you know, they started slowly quitting and I ran into one of them and yeah, she got a boyfriend and is busy now. And I was like, I'm still play guitar. No. And I was like, oh, I know it. You know? Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. I says, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, I just told them, don't let them get boyfriends. You know, keep them in the room and playing guitar. They'll, they'll be great. And these girls were good, man. Oh, my God. You know, Fantastic advice. Yeah, they were shredding, you know, it was going off. <laughs> and so you've got so, you know, you, you, you have this this long and thorough education in music. You've been a guitar teacher you've played with some incredible musicians you are currently playing with some incredible musicians doing music that you've written um what is the timeline that we can expect to hear all this stuff in i know you got a single you got two songs out right now uh just the one the just the one song. okay right when mm -hmm. what, do you have a release date for the ep yet ep is january 15th awesome awesome yeah. is it gonna be <laughs> is there a physical release that's gonna come with it yes um I God, there's so many uh, distros that are jumping on it. Um, CDs and vinyl are going to be available. Um, hard copies are going to be available. Plus the uh, digital downloads uh, that's everybody's into now. Cause they, they basically told me they're like, dude, it's, it's this day and age, like 70% are going to download the songs, mm -hmm. but you still have that hardcore percentage that still wants vinyl and CDs. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't believe how, you know, uh, the, the vinyl that uh, we used to sell it was just unbelievable, but it was just so heavy to carry around. <laughs> oh yeah, I can imagine. All right, so January fifteenth, we get the EP. Um, what's the status on the full length? Full length that probably won't even go until mixed till December next year. Okay, so we've yeah. got we've got a whole lot of a rise from worms to look forward to. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I got to do. Uh, playthrough videos uh, yeah. guitar lesson videos um because people are asking uh hey what's the arpeggio part what are you doing here so oh know, yeah people love that shit yeah yeah they're like let's start breaking down some of the songs so you know we just finally got some uh some pro video gear because i i just i told my i didn't want to do any more phone recordings sure you know um, because they just sound like you're in a bathroom and they just don't look professional and and i said yeah. this it could be the the killerest guitar player lick in the world. But if the sound quality ain't that good, they're going to scroll to the next guy. That's got professional lighting. And, yeah. And it sounds good. And I do it too. You know, I'm like, man, this is, this is phenomenal guitar player. But I was like, and I can pick it out because I'm a musician, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. it's killer. But then I'm like, Oh, is it really hurting my ears, man? Because it's a phone recording and it's so loud, you know? And then you scroll over to somebody just playing a few chords and it's like the most professionalist video you ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But well, then, you know, and I even told them too, I was like, I don't want to do any, you know, cause he's like, Oh, let's put some backing tracks up. Have you played to it? And I was like, I don't want to do that because I says, I go on Instagram now and you have these, uh, 
especially uh, nothing against females or anything, but a lot of them are doing these songs and it's professional videos. They're smiling, twirling their hair around and they're half undressed. And I'm watching the videos. I'm like, you're not even really playing. You know what I mean? And they get 500,000 followers, you know? Yep. And I was talking to uh, one of the companies about it. He goes, I know it's crazy. And I go, they're not even really playing. And I seen this girl live, you know, she was redoing all this stuff and I'm going, Oh my God, she doesn't even sound the same. You know? Interesting. I know that a lot of there, especially if people, um, you know, regardless of gender, especially if they, if that's what they do to make a living, I know that they get kind of forced into what uh doing what the algorithm is going to promote you know it's really mm-hmm. weird to see what yeah. what posts make it further than others and so a lot of times i think that if you get to a place where you've sort of attached your livelihood to your ability to create viral videos that does kind of put them in a position where it's you know they've probably got to do stuff that they that they might not have done otherwise but it is it's it also still is like a really cool and really widespread venue um, for guitar players to get their work seen. And hopefully oh, what, yeah, we, yeah. what we want to do, like, you know, obviously people are going to love the fucking EP. Um, the, we've heard the single, it kicks ass. Uh, hopefully the visual aspect of what you're doing is also going to take off because I cool. think that well, I, I got a question for you guys. What, what, uh, what stuck out the most on the song, like really popped into your head when you listened to it? I couldn't believe how crazy it was. You know, I was coming in with like an incantation background. You know, I know Steve Tucker's on vocals. I was expecting uh, more of something in that style. So it really just struck me as how uh, fucking crazy and all over the place and awesome it was. That, that was that was kind of what what I took out of it. And that's a I good like thing. I like how clean everything sounds. I um yeah. I am very. It kind of depends on what kind of mood I'm in. And sometimes I want like that crazy wall of sound, like everything peaking, like staticky sounding shit. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Every now and then where I know, and especially when I see the names attached to this, you know, you see Dallas Toller Wade's names attached to it. You see your name attached to it. And now knowing I didn't even know Flo was in the band until you and I were talking. Um, when I have that kind of expectation, I start to get really curious about like what's going on musically. So when it comes out really clean, um, like a Nile record, I really, mm-hmm. or I hate eternal record, like where I can really hear everything that's going on. That's the shit that I like when I know I'm dealing with like some really virtuosic players. And so it was, it was very, very good to hear it and be like, God damn, this is fucking clean sounding. All the All cool right. shit is standing out. Like that's what's up, man. Oh, cool. Cool. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, I was wondering, I was like, oh, what's everybody hearing? You know what I mean? I had one guy send me, he goes, he goes, dude, it sounds like a death metal dream theater. And I was like, for real? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like the the progressive elements, the things that you put in there, I, I think, like you said, you know, you've got so many different perspectives on how this kind of music comes together. And I think that when you try, you know, whether you do it consciously or not, I think knowing now some the, more about your background that you've worked with orchestras, that you've worked with a number of different kinds of bands, that you have sort of like a widespread interest in, in, in things. And you also have like a theatricality in the way that you understand music. I think that mm-hmm. adds something unique to the progressive element of it. And some people are going to process that in a different way, right? The interesting thing is seeing somebody who like when they hear a song like this and they the only thing that they have to compare it to is dream theater. Like, I think that that puts you in a really, really cool position because you're you're fucking with somebody's understanding of this genre and what this genre can be. Um, and that to me is one of the most exciting things about extreme music. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I was I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it, like yeah. we said, we we love the single. We're super stoked on the EP. January 15th, right around the corner. We got about a month till we get that. Um, do you know when pre-orders are going to go up or anything like that? Or is that sort of outside um, what you're focused on right now? Yeah. Pre-orders. I know pre-order CDs, uh, are out. Um, oh, fuck. So, so many people sending me a message. Dude, I got my order in already. I got my order in. Fuck yeah. The, the thing was, is, as as um, um, they were ordering it from overseas cause it, it, it was available overseas. So they were paying, you know, $30 to get it over here. Oh shit. And I was like, and I'm like, dude, man, I can't pay, you know, for four songs, man. You know, I mean, uh, 
you know, so I contacted, you know, all the guys and everything. I was like, What's, we got to have a distro in, in the United States. So uh, they finally got one. They sent me the link over. I just haven't uh, opened it up yet. Um, so people can, you know, get it here. Oh, no, it's, um, what's that record store? FY, FYI? FYE? Is that it? FYE? The chain FYE? Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, it's going to be, be able to order through them people. No shit. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll send the link over to you. Um, yeah, please me. do. Please do. Yeah. I um I, I would love to be. <laughs> I am definitely going to order it. If I got to go overseas, then I'll do what I got to do. But <laughs> yes. hey, if it's yeah. if it's local, I would be just as stoked to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Because well, I was the same way, you know. Because you know, my mom was like, "Well, where can I order an album?" Because she's still vinyl, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm like, well, I was like, "Mom, I was like, <laughs> bad yeah. news, mom. You got a nine month wait before you get that thing in your hand." Yeah, yeah. She was just like, she called me. Up, she goes, "Well, I ordered it anyways." I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> That's fucking sick, dude. That's sick, dude. You've got fucking that kind of dedication from the rents. That's amazing. Yeah, this is yeah, gonna be. It is good that we're going to get like super fucking sick music to kick off our new year. We are really, really stoked to have been able to talk to you today as we wind down the, uh, the, the podcast here, the chat here. We have a very, very important question that we ask yep. all of our guests. And Zach is typically the one who does that. I don't know. If I'm Zach in. I Zach, okay. I got Zach, you. Zach can hear us. Zach. Uh, we are in, ready. Sonny, are you prepared? Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm really interested. This is a hard Sorry, question, we, man. We okay. have to ask you, and you know, no pressure with uh, with how knowledgeable you are on guitar. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this particular guitar player of this particular band that we love so much that we ask everybody that's on our podcast, what is your favorite Black Sabbath album? No pressure. Sabbath, yeah. bloody Sabbath. Nice. Oh yeah, I knew it was going to be Sabbath, that, bloody Sabbath. I was like, it's going to be something progressive. I was yeah. thinking Volume Four. Might have I been like his that. Volume. That would be my second choice. That would be my second choice. Yeah. Why okay. is uh, Why is Sabbath, bloody Sabbath, stand out for you? Um, I, th- I think that the the recording and the production is clean on that mm-hmm. album yeah for sure um, yeah. It, it sounds like they i could just feel through the music that everybody just had their shit together and was in the zone yeah um you know uh, i was just feeling that album and it, it's funny because i was reading an interview with tony ioming and he said when they recorded sabbath bloody sabbath he said the exact same thing i said you know he goes just everybody was in the zone we we're all getting along we went in, we recorded, had a great time compared scaring, to some of the other albums. And I was scaring like, the I shit out of each other in a castle. The fucking- <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That rules, yeah, man. Good answer. Bloody Sabbath. Yeah, would be that one, you know. Good um, answer. Awesome. 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 Man, totally. So, we are uh, we're looking forward to Arise from Worms next month. Uh, Pre order should be live now or soon, stateside. Uh, Sonny, thank you, know you so much for your time today, man. We really appreciate it, and we wish you the best. Wish oh, you the- oh, one more, one question I got for you guys. Oh yeah, what's go. up, man? What, what what did you? How? Where's your broadcast name come from? What? How did you come uh, up with that name? Which name? My uh, death comes lifting or lifts and Yeah, lifts? death comes lifting. Yeah, I was just wondering oh. about your title. Oh, you know where that came from? Sure, man. Yeah, death comes ripping is my favorite Misfit song, so that's what I uh, based okay. my. Yeah, that, that's that's where it comes from. So Death Comes Lifting's my uh, health and wellness brand. I'm a personal trainer, so I wanted to. Uh, really? Like a, yeah, yeah. It's a heavy metal oh, fitness shit. brand, and we have Damn, a podcast. We and, about that. Damn. Yeah. Well, we Hell will yeah. next time, brother. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, we definitely got to get you back on. Yeah, I'm into that stuff too, man. I've been doing uh, martial arts stuff for like 15 years, man. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, man, we'll stay in touch after this for sure. We'll definitely, oh, we'll definitely have to yeah. talk about that. Yeah, that's yeah. top of the list for next time. We're gonna get you back for sure. Cool, cool. Well, if you're in Pittsburgh, I'll have to come down there and uh, we'll we'll have to go get a bite to eat sometime because I'm up in Erie. I'm only two hours from you. 
Oh, dude, yeah, we'll we'll definitely link up. Let's do some martial arts and get some grub, dude, anytime. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, brother, it's a plan. Dude. <laughs> yeah, well, Thank hey, you. guys, sorry about the Zoom thing. Yeah, I still Oh, dude, no worries, man. It Mine happens. fucked up, too. It was a Doom podcast. Sometimes that happens. The heavy metal gods sometimes interfere, but, you know, we have to play yeah, their game. Yeah. I, was so, I was so disappointed, too, because I had my rig all set up. I was going to do some shredding for you guys and shit. <laughs> <laughs> next time we will definitely We're get saving you on next this for time. part and, two, bro. Yeah, since you're since you're filming everything now, we will definitely be sure to link to uh like a YouTube video if you got one up whenever the podcast airs. Cool, cool. All right, buddy. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks, dude. Right, Have sorry. a good one. We'll talk to you later. Yep, thank Bye you guys. God. Bye. What a Thanks. good dude. That was yeah, what a really good, cool, really smart dude. Very eager to be on, man. Uh, sorry about yeah. the fucking complications on his end and my end, but you hey, know man. what? We're gonna Frankenstein this shit together, and we're gonna make it. That was an awesome episode, man. That's right. That's what audacity is for. And like you said, it's all. It's always awesome to talk to somebody who's like super jazzed about like not only getting to talk about what they do, but also what they do in general. And I think that when you talk to this guy, you can tell. He's really excited about the music he makes. He's really excited about the role that he occupies with whatever group of people he's creating music with. Um, yeah. and that kind of that kind of enthusiasm is infectious, dude. I love talking to people like that. Yeah, that's the that's the ideal interview. They uh, they say <laughs> he he gave us all the information. You know, exactly. that was very cool. <laughs> I, 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 always, I, I, I always dig that, man. So. Thank well, you I, for being you, bro. Thank you for being you, my dude. I love you. I'm about to go I fucking pre-order Arise from Worms. I'm going to get this EP locked down so that that thing is in the mail to me come January. Do um, it. And we will talk again soon, my G. I will see you soon. Be safe out there. I love you, brother. Same to you, homie. Love you. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>